Blog Talk Radio. To achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint, and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you just do. These three things. Pay your taxes. (laughs) Mind your business. And keep Will Smith's wife's name. To the war room, we got Go. Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber, when it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the boy, Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint. Um, You know, B. Austin, I will know where he is. He might be here in a few minutes. He might not, but uh, shout out to him as we wait. Anyway, the NFL has pretty much moved on from last week's traumatic event. So we're now on to Super Wild Card Weekend 2023. Sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of man caves. Episode 661 starts right now. You can get in on that conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room, blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter or IG at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? We just had to, you know, since we've been doing this for a long time, we just had to, you know, start off by giving some people some, some knowledge, a quick PSA about how to survive in this industry and industries like it. A couple of words from the go. <laughs> what up with you? Ain't nothing, man. Shout out to uh, to Eddie Murphy, you know, the legend, for those who didn't know who that was. Chilling, man. And they got a ball, B. Yo, Austin, man. he with us. What up, B? Shout out, <laughs> shout out to George. Shout out to George Santos, man. If you fake it long enough, you can make it. Don't let anybody tell you differently, man. I know. And before, and before we started, man. All the way to the top, man. What do you mean? Before, before we get started, man, I just want to say, man, free Elder Bar till it's backwards, man. Let that man out, man. <laughs> Yo, what L get popped for, man? He got arrested for, like, driving without a license and what, what else? Driving what, without what, a license. What would Elder Bar get popped for, though? What would he get popped for? Yo, driving, man. Driving without a license, and my man had a baton in the backseat. I don't know what he's doing with a police yeah. baton, but that ain't my business, man. I mean, surprisingly. My man made all this love. He got to let him go. Surprisingly, it wasn't drug-related. But if you got Even a if it's police baton in your car, related. then it might have been drug-related. <laughs> like, my thing is, he, he, he contributed too much to culture for you to get, for knock him for not having a driver's license, man. A man made all this love, man. Let him go, man. Free him to his backwards. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. 
a lot of classics. A lot of classics on his docket, man. So shout out to Elder Barge, man. Um, hopefully, Barge that, made it you know. Okay you like it here with good hair. <laughs> yeah, I swear I told you too. What did they have? Uh, Unsung or something like that? They had something that came out a few years back. And I swear for, for, for Jesus Christ that before that day, I swore that they had some kind of Latino in them. I didn't know they were just white and black. They're just regular old white and black people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they are, you know, they are the, the curls and then tell me. Oh, yeah, the barge, yeah, I mean, yeah, the I mean, and come on, name L, the barge. Like, I, I just thought they was Latino or something like that. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right, so. Look, man, we're going to have um, Fred Perdue on the line in a minute to talk about that stinker of a national championship game. And he's also going to give his way too early 2023 predictions, and we're going to do that in just a minute. But y'all know what it is. Before we get started, we just got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show, The War Room. And all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, you can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that shit. The network is on there. So if you want to listen to the War Room, if you want to listen to Tissue and the Tape, if you want to listen to On the Couch with the Wilsons, Superstars, uh, the, the Broad Street Line, all of that, you can catch it wherever you listen to all the rest of your podcast. So uh, there's never an excuse to miss an episode. All right, so let's get into these hot topics, uh, which include talking to Fred. Um, hot topics are brought to you, of course, by my bookie. War Room family, it is not too late for you to make some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, then go ahead and do that now. Place that bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. Get your money. You get it fast. They even have in-game live betting. You can change your mind and place wages after the game starts. So join now. MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. To activate this offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get your money. There is nothing else to it. All right, so like I just said uh, a couple of minutes ago, we're going to talk to Fred Perdue for a few good minutes about about a game we could have all done without. Um, I I guess I'm more excited about seeing what Fred got to say about next season than what we actually got to say about this game. But he's on the line with us. Fred Perdue is in the building. What up, Fred? Man, I could have went without watching that game. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that was a waste of my time. Actually, can I say it this way? could have went without watching that game. The coaching staff could have just they, left like, yo, we're going to watch this. You know, they said, are you entertained? Are, I was not entertained, and that is not why I was there. I mean, the best part was probably the beer and the wings, but, I mean, <laughs> this name yo, was terrible. 65 to 7. And the thing was, it was 10 7 real quick off the bat. So, you know, people might have been fooled in the in the early moments of the first quarter thinking, okay, we might have us a contest here. But, Fred, before you get into what the hell happened to TCU or if TCU even deserved to be there in the first place, um, 
I want to give you guys the quote of the week. Quote, they didn't really do anything I know where you're going with that. We kind of just beat ourselves up. They kind of just executed on our missed assignments, missed alignments, and just kept scoring on those. That's from TCU linebacker D. Winters. All right, so what do you think about these comments, and why did this game go off like this? If delusional was a person. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man, they ain't do nothing special. They They just, you know. Took advantage of their no, misalignments. No, they didn't do anything special but run the football down your throat like I said they would. And the only the only non-special thing they did was miss on a on a switch on, on, in man coverage. It was a broken coverage anyway <laughs> with the best corner in, uh, on the team who's probably going to be a top 25 draft pick. Uh, he just got confused on, on the coverage. And, and it was a missed assignment, and that's the only reason you scored seven points in the beginning. I mean, it wasn't anything special other than Kirby Smart cussing his own team out at the beginning of the uh, in pregame before they came out of the locker room. <laughs> I mean, if you got so listen, audio, please go if, look it up. If you have players making comments like that, right? And and you know, could be a lot of context. It could be deeper meaning to what he's trying to say. But just on the surface, if you listen to this comment, you read this comment. If you're saying stuff like that, doesn't that make your case even worse if they didn't do anything special to beat you by 58 points in the biggest game of your life doesn't that make you look worse because it does just taking advantage of missed alignments is a little bit more like this is a game you got to come into it's one of those moments where they say you know you're not excited you're not hyped for this then you just don't have a pulse just effort alone wouldn't that just just pride alone would have made this a closer game than 58 points right the misalignment was that they put TCU in this game. <laughs> Alabama should have probably been in this game. I mean, Tennessee put up – I mean, at least Tennessee beat the brakes off of uh, Clemson. I mean, that might have even been a better game. But this thing here, I mean, from the beginning, I mean, you come up – you're a three three five team without a – on defense. For the, for, the, for the X's and O's people out there, three three five or non-X's and O's people out there, three three five defense, three linemen, Three, three backers, five safeties, or five DBs. Um, yeah, they're going to run the ball down your throat. They're right. going to run the ball down your throat yeah, and do whatever they want. To. <laughs> I mean, you ha- you better have a monster in the middle, and they don't have that. They play Big 12 football. Well, that's the SEC you're playing against, and they're the defending champs for a reason. I mean, it. I, I hate to shit on a team like TCU, but the clock struck 12. I mean, we said on the podcast on our over on our show, we said over, you know, we kept saying week after, I kept saying at least week after week, you know, Cinderella, this is Cinderella sounds great, or the other analogy, this uh, a cat has nine lives. I mean, at some point, we, they ran out of lives and they just kept surviving. But <laughs> they ran out of lives a probably with about <laughs> nine minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs> they yeah, killed I mean, a few of them cats. I mean, I mean, they Georgia had freshmen playing in this game late in the game, and they were still scoring. And I mean, if for anybody that does, if you follow recruiting, you know, Bear Alexander is going to be a monster next year. And they were getting guys in saying, "Hey, coach, we had guys on the sideline ordering wings. Like, how disrespectful is that? Yeah, I'm going to go order wings, and we're going to eat wings on the sideline, and, and and watch the young boys go out there and go do something now." Yeah, that's a little disrespectful. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was terrible, man. I mean, I, probably the people who are most upset about this, probably Ohio State, because they were, you know. They should be upset at themselves they were getting conservative when they got there. past the 50. They were almost Co- there. They could have had a game. Yeah, they could have been ordering some wings on the sideline. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this was this was pretty much ridiculous, man. It was the worst national championship I remember watching, at least for a very, very long time. Um The last time this game got ugly like this was Alabama Notre Dame. Go figure. Yeah, that got with, with the, the um with Man Tail, right? yeah. Yeah, that year. That that was definitely ugly. Because they thought that was another Cinderella story because you had the, you know, Teal story going on at the time. They were still believing it. Mm-hmm. And it was such a feel-good story for him. And they thought, you know, everything's going to play out different. They went and they got their ass kicked. All right, man. There's not really much to say about this game, man. So give us your way-too-early predictions for 2023. I got one. <laughs> you ain't yet, but go ahead. <laughs> Georgia, the the team that did it back to back might just go back to back to back. They Uh-oh. might repeat because gonna, the schedule is really Los Angeles Laker on everybody. <laughs> yeah, because the only question I have is quarterback. I mean, Stetson Bennett is who's older, by the way, older than Lamar Jackson and the same age as Joe Burrow. I mean, twenty five, going on twenty six, but nonetheless, he'll be in the league. But they'll have there's others, Carson Beck. Uh, Brock Vandergriff, if they figure out quarterback, it's very – with a schedule like they have, a bunch of cupcakes, Tennessee might have a quarterback. We'll see. That might be the only roadblock. They avoid Alabama. Florida's kind of in the – they're in, in the middle of doing something. We don't know what uh, as far as – they're in a rebuild, though. Um, they, they Auburn's kind of trash. LSU, you might see them – maybe down the road in the SEC title game. I'm just saying, you've already had the top one of the top recruiting classes. You're probably going to have the number one recruiting class next year. And all of that young talent just got a, a little taste of this is what it looks like when, when we're winning. It sets it up real nice. They might have a two-game season, Tennessee in the SEC title game. So basically, uh, So basically, Alabama might have some competition for this Number one program in the nation. But I'm saying the big bully on the the bully got a got a new got a new rival on the block. So right. yeah, I mean, and, and to say it, it, Craig just hit Debo in the head with a brick. Is what you think? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. No, it's not even a brick. Craig hit Craig going fisticuffs this time. I mean, he, <laughs> he's switching it up and going fisticuffs. But, um, you know, Georgia's won. Florida State looked really good this year. I hate saying it. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I hate those people. I respect them, but I hate them. Um, but they look really good, and they're killing it in the transfer, transfer portal. That is – yeah, so they're going to they're gonna be solid team. Uh, quarterback's coming back. So they have, they have all the pieces to be a top-10 team next year. Uh, and last but not least, USC – um, we, they got close last year, and Caleb Williams from the DMV, y'all look at the woods. He, yes, he's going to be the he's going to be the, high, the the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. He he has weapons still. They only lost Jordan uh, Jordan Addison and CJ Williams went to Wisconsin, but he didn't really contribute that much. So if they figure out defense, 
One last two rod in the Pac-12, Lincoln Riley might have one in him. Okay, okay. Quick question for you, since you did, you know, mention Stetson Bennett. You, you, you mm-hmm. mentioned his age. Is he good enough to get drafted and be somebody's potential franchise quarterback at that age, or do you think he'll go to the league and just be like a career backup, something like that? Uh, I think he's more of a career backup type, but it's weird with these college quarterbacks. Um, I think he'll get a he'll get a chance, he'll get an opportunity just because you you battled. But this is a whole different league now. Uh, no, you're, you're no, no longer. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I think you might get what you saw from previous Georgia quarterback uh, Aaron Murray or a Colt McCoy type, a backup, a career backup. And there's nothing wrong with that because you'll get an opportunity. But franchise quarterback, no. Uh, he doesn't have about, time to go to, to push it push it down the field or anything I mean, like that. Chris Winky came in the league when he was like 46. And, you know, he got a chance to oh, start. He might get an so, opportunity. It, it, just not. It'll just, be, just it'll won't be, be franchise. He's just going to have to earn no, it. He no, no. He might did. get a Brock Purdy look. I mean, Brock Purdy was a Mr. Irrelevant, but he had a, he had a nice little career at Iowa State. So he may have – I mean, anything's possible when it comes to backups with the way these quarterbacks go down now. So uh, somebody will give him an opportunity. All right. Can he well, let be, everybody – Can he be as good as my man from Harvard with the beard that just retired? Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, No. Fitzpatrick. Ryan, Fitzpatrick. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. was a, at, even at, at his peak was still a top forty all top forty league quarterback. So yeah, Fitz, Fitzmagic had some magic in him at times. I mean, hence the name Fitzmagic. He had he had enough yeah. magic to to garner contracts. Once he got that contract, yeah, he was able to sell started the flowing again. But um, <laughs> all right, man, let them know where they can listen to your podcast and where they can find you online. You guys can catch me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. Uh, always go come check out the come check out College Football Overdrive. Me and my guy Rick Brown. Uh, we will be actually breaking this whole thing down on Sunday, uh, pushing it out. So we'll come have a good time with us. Um, might have a little something else under the. I don't want to really, really get into it, but I think I have a little something extra that I want to that we're going to be doing going time going into the spring and into the summer. So stay tuned. All right. Y'all heard it here first. Stay tuned. Check them out. Uh, Fred, of course, as usual, you know, we appreciate your time. Uh, we holler at you next time. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. Fred Purdue, everybody. Um, Yeah, that game was a piece <laughs> Oh, trash. And, you know, it, it really was a waste of time because, like I said, I'm not every weekend – Oh man, I gotta get to the couch on Saturday to watch college football. You know, I, I I want I want to, but it's not that important to me. And I got a whole lot of stuff going on on Saturdays with the with the youngins. So it's like you know, at least you know we got a good time here. We can uh, go watch the national championship game. Let's clear the schedule. Let's do this. And then you sit there and 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 that. Come on, man. What's wrong with y'all? All right. Thank you, TCU, for wasting everybody's time. All right, so um, stat of the week. They're going crazy in the NBA, y'all. There are currently 55 players averaging 20 points or more per game in the NBA. The all-time record is 31 players. 
So let me let me give y'all some more context to that. Just give you a, a few years, few run uh, run down some of the years in 2021. Um, last season 21-22, there were 27 players. In in 2021, there were 31 players. 1920, there was 28. 1819, there were 31. 1718, 23. 1617, there were 31. 1516, there were 20. 1415, there were 15. 1314, there were 19. And in 2012, 2013, there were only nine players in the NBA scoring 20 points or more per game. Like, it might be nine right now. It might be at least a good five over 30 right now. I got to check that, but I might be exaggerating. But what do y'all attribute this to? Why is why is the scoring, you know, the individual scoring going crazy like it is in the league right now? Hey, hey you, and they changed the rules, the legislate against defense. Don't nobody care about defense. <laughs> I mean, Joker's a skill, too, y'all. I think we talked about it at Mayo's last week about just how skilled these these players are. Like, yo, it's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous how skilled these dudes are, man, and, and Cats is, is, is really getting to it. Um yeah. you know I always tell people, man, like players. in today's game, your worst bum on the bench can come in and hit three pointers. You know what I'm saying? So, so back in the with day the three pointer being like such a big part of it. Per, it was one three point shooter per team back in the day. And some right, and, and even and even that three point shooter may have taken three to four per game, probably probably three per game, because you kick it to him, you know, he shoot it. Now, like your best players taking at least eight nine per game as a team, it's not out of the ordinary to see a team take forty five three pointers per game. I really think in you know less than a decade, it's going to be the primary shot. Like, it's going to be more surprising for us to see somebody take a two-pointer than to take a three-pointer. Um, I think Yo, it's but really it trending that them. way. It ain't, it ain't just that they're taking them. They're knocking them down, too. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of the skill, you, the skill set, you say. Like, the, the players are skilled. Yeah, they're knocking them down at a high clip. Um, the three-point shot is a big part of everything, so you're getting more per score. Um, like B said, defense is pr- pretty much being legislated out of the game. Defenses, even when you're trying to play defense, are stupid to me these days because everybody's on this switch everything. So you can pretty much go down and choose who you want to be on the person that you want to score. Like that, I, that blows my mind how teams just allow people to do that. Like so, if me, me, Jim, and B are are, are coming down the court and and I'm the scorer, I'm bringing the ball down. And I want their worst player on me. Whoever the worst player is guarding is going to come set the screen for me. They're going to switch. And now I'm going to cook this dude. And just allow this to happen. I watch it night after night, and I'm dumbfounded by it. <laughs> I can see if we got to a, way, a point where, okay, when we talk about the skill level, man, everybody's defensive skill is 20 times better as well. But with the rules, even if you're a great defender, you can't be that great because they don't allow you to touch anybody. They don't allow you to do anything. But it's it's a lot of stuff that go into why these dudes are going crazy right now. And 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 what I say, fifty five people, twenty plus. Like, are there even fifty five great players in the league? 
because you once had to be pretty much a great player or a very, very good player to average 20 plus. Because we've seen people get max contracts averaging like 18. <laughs> now everybody. Yeah, no, it's, it's just getting it in. It's crazy right now, man. It's crazy right now. And not going to lie, though, it's exciting to watch some nights. You know I what I mean? Like, I, one, two, I, three, four, five. I wasn't even, I wasn't even exaggerating. There's five people averaging 30 plus, and there's three more people around them averaging 29 plus. So that means it's damn near eight people averaging 30 a game in the league right now. Luca, but I ain't gonna, like I said, I ain't gonna, Giannis, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, yo. SGA, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, though, yo. It's entertaining, man. Like, yo, seeing Cavs put up the numbers, man. Like. Yo, it was nothing worse than watching um, Detroit basketball when they used to win, like, you know, 52 to 50. I ain't trying to watch yeah, that. No, it, it's always – I mean, it's <laughs> always – in basketball, it's always been entertaining to see somebody go off. I mean, because even when teams were scoring, like, 80 and 90, cats like Allen Iverson was scoring 30 of them every night. So that was always exciting yeah. to see. But to me, basketball as a whole – it's, it, it gets kind of boring to me. Even when I like, I get up like, oh, this certain matchup is coming up. Let me sit down. It's kind of like it's not as bad as the national championship game, but I get excited for a matchup, and then I go watch the game, and I'm like, this game is boring as hell. It's boring as hell. Like, I'm mad because, you know, I usually don't miss transcendent uh, performances, and I didn't see one second of Donovan Mitchell throwing in 71, you know, because of – Silly obligations, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't was also, that was also because that was also because somebody was dying on the field at the same time, like right, right, so <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I and I, I couldn't even turn when people were like, "Yo, Donovan Mitchell, Spider getting off right now." I know, but like, ball getting CPR, <laughs> like, 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 we, we yeah, like that's yeah, channel, so it's like, a little different, like. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've shown it again already, and I'm pretty sure they'll show it a few more times on, like, Instant Classics. So, so I'll catch it. That's probably on YouTube as well. So, Spider, I, I'll, I'll I'll sit down and give you, you know, your time and your props sometime soon. But, yo, y'all are going crazy right now. And you know what's craziest about this? We're talking about this, and Donovan Mitchell is not one of the guys that's averaging 30 points per game. <laughs> That's crazy. He's, he scored seventy-one, and he's seventh in the league. He's one of the three that's scoring twenty-nine, so he, he's almost there. But man, seventy-one—that should have put somebody up over thirty-five. But um, hey, shout out to the league—they're getting it in right now. Um, also NBA-related, man. Kevin Durant was recently getting interviewed by somebody, and they asked him to play like a word association game. But, they, you know, they told him you could say more than one word if you have to. And they just said three names to him. They said Kobe Bryant. Kevin Durant said top two. He said LeBron James. He said greatest. He said Michael Jordan. He said goat. <laughs> the goat. Is, is it me or is Kevin Durant's math not mathing? <laughs> because if Kobe's top two and LeBron is the greatest and then Kevin Durant's the greatest of all time, I mean, if Jordan's the greatest of all time, then it's seemingly saying this is your top three, but you put somebody in the top two and he wasn't the greatest or the GOAT. So I'm 
I'm, I'm a little put, confused I'm, by yeah. this. And there might be some context. I got some benefits of the doubt that I could give to him in this situation, but I'm gonna let go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna let y'all rock. I'll let y'all rock. I was I was gonna I was gonna help you because I realize and, and I actually need uh one of the founding members of our of our organization here, you know, Doctor Bayon, and I need him to hit the time machine to travel back with and find kill smokes. But you know, you two gentlemen probably didn't partake in some of the stickiest of icky, but I happen to know that, you know, what Durant smokes on from District Heights, it got <laughs> his brain might be a little sometimes things come unhinged and the wires get a little crossed. Not to say he's not highly intelligent, reasonably articulate, smart young man. But sometimes the stickiest of icky causes you to say things like Kobe is top two, LeBron is the greatest and MJ is the GOAT. Yes. But let me give you a little more context, though. Because when he said LeBron, the greatest, he also, he kept going and started talking about achievements and accolades. To me, if I'm going to try to make a little bit of sense of this, I'm thinking that he's saying those other two guys are the top two players of all time, and I'm thinking he's putting LeBron in because you have to give LeBron his respect. If anybody during this generation besides maybe Steph goes in and doesn't even mention LeBron or or doesn't put him that far up, it's probably going to be a conversation about it. Nick Wright probably going to come to your house or something like that. So I'm thinking this is one of those things where Kevin thinks he has to say something super flattering about LeBron. So when he said greatest, he also went on to say accolades, achievements, about to catch Kareem, all of that stuff. So I'm thinking – He's saying as an overall achiever and the records that he's going to hold and this and that, I just think he's trying to say – I think he's trying to praise LeBron while – or he's not trying to insult LeBron while he's praising those other two guys. That's just the benefit of the doubt that I'm giving him since he did mention accolades, achievements, all of that kind of stuff. Makes sense. I think that he feels yeah, he had to the, say the, whole, the best player the in his. Thing. He, and, and I watched the whole thing, and he kind of was laughing after it was over. Like, he basically was admitting to the dude, like, dude said something about him copping out. Like, and he said it He said it laughingly, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. He I, I think he was like, yo, it's okay to LeBron. not put LeBron in that class, even though I think he thinks those other two are the top two. So he had to like because he. Said I don't know. I don't know because because the thing about it is KD has always given LeBron his props, but a lot of that is about himself, right? I, yeah, because this is yeah. So that's that's how that's how that is. Like you 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 better off giving like you know your your peers their props because that talks about your game. Right. Right. And I, I just think the other two guys are the guys that he looked up to. So it might be one of them situations where. All right, they're going to be in that spot regardless of what happens until I get in that spot, at least. You know what I'm saying? And and he's not going to – well, I don't know. Maybe one day he will. I was about to say he's not going to say me, but I don't know. KD turning into that honorary uh, veteran as Kevin, well. He might Durant, say me bro. one day. Yeah. Y'all, y'all Kevin, know Durant. Kevin Durant. Either way, the way it came off, the way it's being quoted, the way it sounded, sounded a little weird and it sounded like his math wasn't la- mathing, but – you know, we can all speculate on Fuggy talking about. <laughs> so, um, let's, Yo, let's go. That should be a new segment on the show. Fuggy talking about. Yo, 
Yo, great idea. <laughs> instead of quarter of the week, instead of quarter of the week, we just say fuck you, Doma. Fuck you, Doma. Definitely, let's start working on that. All right, in the NFL, man, little update on Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin is now out of the hospital, back in Buffalo, and the good news uh, out of all of this is that uh, his contract situation. Um, of course, that's going to come up because he was placed on IR. Um, but he has a four-year, $3.64 million contract, which contains a standard split to pay him at a lower rate if he lands on injured reserve. This week, of course, after almost dying, he was placed on injured reserve. However, sources say, I got the air quotes up, that Buffalo has worked out an agreement with the NFL and the NFLPA to pay him in full. Now, Jimmy, could they have done this any other way but to do that? Nah, their hands were tied. This, this, I mean, because you already had the ball the from absolute, the Cleveland Sports Show ranting and crying about, you know, yeah, that would their, their pensions absolute, and their insurance and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that would have been the absolute worst PR nightmare in the history of PR. Right. I mean, and the fact is, even by doing this, this doesn't, like, set him for life or something if he can't ever come back. All of that stuff dude ranted about last week on the on that sports show it's all still going to ring true if, if Ball can't ever play again. So, because they're not going to set that precedence because then they're going to have to start doing that for everybody, even if the injury isn't, you know, life-threatening like his was. So, yeah, so basically, this is definitely you got to die on TV to be taken care of. Pretty, pretty much. So that this is definitely a good way, as Jimmy said, to avoid the PR nightmare. But in the long run, if he never plays again, it's, this ain't much of nothing. Um, but for now, you know, it's a good look for them. <laughs> because they would have got dragged under 16 buses if, um, you know, they would have let do play off. Because I think his salary for this year was something like 800 thousand dollars So that split would have taken him um, down to 400 thousand. So some of the reports, though, guys, that I looked at, were saying, you know, they were only talking about his split this year. And then I saw the one from Ian Rappaport, who who had also uh, reported on the split this year, reported on his whole four-year contract. So, you know, I'm not even sure if it's 100% true that they're going to do this for all of the years left in his contract, but they're definitely doing it for this season where he was set to earn 825 k the split rate. If he landed on injured reserve, is 455k, and um, they're gonna pay him the whole joint ski. So shout out to him. Shout out to the Bills. Get well soon. Um, he was up watching the Bills game, and we talked. Did we? Was that during? Did we talk about that on the show last week, Jim? When dude woke up and no, because remember that was the past Sunday that he was up. Oh yeah, no, that was the past Sunday. That's the ironic part because everybody was, you know, walking on eggshells last week and everybody was going in on Skip Bayless and anybody else who may have asked about the game and what what every what the game would mean in the standings and how they're going to miss it. And when DeMar Hamlin woke up from his coma, the very first thing he said was, did we win the game? <laughs> if I was Skip Bayless, I'd have got right on Twitter <laughs> and and – punched my chest and screamed and but of course he didn't because this is too sensitive of a topic but 
out of everybody who was acting like they, you know, we, it was taboo to talk about the game. The first thing dude asked about was, did we win? So, shout out to Bull and his warrior nature. Suppose you know, that's what they do. All right. Our NFL pick six segment this week um, is the Super Wild Card Weekend Edition. And ironically, there are exactly six games. So I'm going to get you guys thoughts, quick thoughts and picks on Wild Card Weekend, which is coming up. Um, as you all know now, the Super Wild Card Weekend, they play it really just almost just like a week in the regular season. Besides there not being a Thursday game, there's going to be Saturday games, Sunday games, a Sunday night game, and a Monday night game. So, you know, they're doing – I think this started last year. They're doing the playoffs a little bit different. But we're going to start off with a team that squeaked in, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks, are going to face the San Francisco 49ers, who a lot of people believe is the best team in the NFC, even with their third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy. Who y'all got in this one? Do, do the Seahawks stand a chance with with the new and improved uh, Geno Smith? Uh, yeah, I think they stand it. But the way the Niners play, man, golly. Hey, they play defense. You can't score on the play. 49ers, y'all. It's very difficult to score in the 49ers. I think, you know, it's much easier said than done, but the team that ends up ending the 49ers season, if it happens, is going to be a team that gets lucky enough to score maybe 14, 17 points in the first quarter somehow. You're going to have to be the lead on them, and you're going to have to make Brock Purdy prove that he's something, you know, more than a game manager playing on a team with a devastating defense. But that's way plus, easier plus said they, than done. Plus they got the white boy out there. Yo, um, the Niners are like one of those teams when you watch them, like they're like built for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going to roll with the Niners in this game, man, because they got, they got a smash mouth AEO, um football squad that are, like, they seemingly are built for the playoffs. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> I'm yeah, rolling with I, the Niners, man. And no disrespect, no disrespect enjoy, to Dino, man. I enjoy smashing him up. Yeah. Like, eat that no. one. <laughs> yo, yo, chill, yo, chill. No disrespect to Dino, man. Because Dino been balling, man. But he's still Dino, yo. This is the playoffs, man. Dino proving the, if Dino proving the playoffs, man. I'm, all, I'm on the Dino train. But until then, man, pause that too. Mighty. Uh, I'm rolling with the Niners, y'all. That was a well, my bad. Mighty Geno Young. Um, now nah, I'm I'm going with the Niners as well, man. Like, like I said, I'm I'm given a formula that might be very difficult for anybody to to, to achieve. Um, and I don't think Geno Smith and the boys are going to be the one to do it. If anybody, um, they're going to go give it the good old college try. But I, I got the 49ers advancing. They're at home as well. But when you guys say they're built for the playoffs, they are built for the playoffs, and they're built for any type of weather as well. So they don't have yeah, to do this. I mean, not that, it's, not that it's great weather in Northern California this time of year, but they can go into, you know, the coldest places on earth and still be better than the team that actually plays there. So um, shout off. I mean, I said shout off. Shout out to the Niners and some 
Seattle them so hard right now. B, who you got? Niners, Seahawks. <clears throat> Niners. Niners. Nice. All right. Our second game of the weekend. Uh, the Chargers going into Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Um, this is a yo. I, I like this this game. I like this matchup. I like both of these young quarterbacks. Um, I think I'm rooting though. Like I want to see the Jags do well. It might have a lot to do with with Doug Peterson um, being over there. Um, you know, I, I don't want it to do anything to our success or anything like that. But when it's all said and done, when and if the Eagles are out of it. And Doug is able to get lucky enough for them to still be in it. Like I would definitely be rooting for him to kind of stick it to management in Philly, you know, for for letting him go for essentially not being a yes man two years after winning the Super Bowl. So you know, I'm kind of rooting for Doug and them. Are they gonna win? I think they. I think they might. I think they might. I think I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Jags because the Chargers are that team, that that Jekyll and Hyde team where they got all the talent in the world. Um, I think uh, didn't one of their receivers getting hurt? Get hurt? Didn't Mike Williams get hurt? Is he gonna play? He actually got hurt being out there playing in some meaningless minutes as well. Um, mm. Yeah, see he, how he that he's supposed him. to he's supposed to be back. Okay. Um but yeah, I think the Chargers and until they prove otherwise, you know, they're always gonna be that team with expectations. Um, even when they make it into the playoffs, they choke. Um and it's been like this for several regimes now. So they're gonna have to prove it. I think the Jags are pretty hot right now, man. And you know, I I like I like Doug Peterson in this situation. I mean, I got a lot of experience to tap into for saying that. So I'm going to go with the Jags on this. What y'all going to do? Yeah, I'm rolling with the Jags just because they've been playing like, you know, sometimes NFL football is about the hottest team at the right time. And towards the end of the season, the Jags, man, like, have figured it out. And, um, you know, Doug Peterson got the uh, the, uh, LBGTQ quarterback, like, doing his thing. (laughs) So – Crazy part yeah, is the Lions. Mean, the Lions figured it out too. Ended the season eight and two, but just missed the playoffs because of what yeah, happened in the, the, you know, the other game. So, but it's yeah, a lot. So of, I'm, I think it's I'm a lot of with, teams in the NFC that's like. Phew. I'm glad them. Yeah, I'm rolling with the. I'm, rolling, yeah, I'm rolling with the Jags, man. I'm I'm rolling with the Jags, man. Doug Peterson, man. Like you know, he probably you know, probably still should be coach here, but that's either here or there. I ain't getting into that. But you know, yeah. um. And you know, I, I, you know, they're gonna be going himself, forward on fourth and thirty-six because Doug Peterson be aggressive like that. This is true. <laughs> Yo, this is true. My man Doug, my man Doug gives no no f like four yeah, for forty-four. Madden. Yo, I'm running, a, I'm running a draw play. I'm going for it, and I'm running a draw play. <laughs> and, and and like eight times out of ten, we're gonna get the first down. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I mean, I already think, you know, I think the the Chargers quarterbacks, the Chargers quarterback is him. I think. The Jags quarterback is starting to look like him, so yo, this should be a good game if if nothing else. This it's a lot of parody in the league right now, yo. Like it just yeah. it just is. Like um, there's I a do bit, think we're at know, a place, Jim, where anybody could win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, like anybody, I don't even know who. I mean, obviously the favorites probably Packers probably game. will be the Chiefs would be the favorite, but outside of that, like yeah. 
They got Eddie. You know he might them. mess the clock up any minute. Right. I mean, you know them. They they they're known to you know get into a situation and and, and lay an egg when they're supposed to dominate. So. Absolutely. They'd be out there playing Ring Around the Rosie, so you never know what's going to happen with them boys. <laughs> Yo, they so disrespectful. B, who you got in this one? Uh, Dude, all this time we've been talking, you ain't think about who you had. Give me the teams again. <laughs> the Jags and the Chargers. Yo! Look at you doing. You over there smash mouth and Chargers. Yeah, he's the mouth over there, Kyle? Yo, they smashing mouth. All right, um, Smash <laughs> third game of the weekend, the beat-up Miami the Dolphins are going to the Orchard Park to see the Bills. I think, I mean, the Dolphins, the crazy part, has been that team throughout the season that can go in and beat pretty much anybody, but then, you know, lose more games than you think they should. I think this is the, the, the part, this is the place where the Bills have to step up and be what they were supposed to be. And for a lot of people, that was preseason Super Bowl favorites, whether they were favorite to just make it there or if they, or if they were favorite to win it all. Um, it's time for the Bills to step up. They got the feel-good story going for them. Seems like they had some divine intervention last week with Hines uh, uh, running back two kickoffs for, for a touchdown. You rarely see kickoff returns in the NFL now since they done moved everything up and every kicker kicks it out of the back of the end zone. Um, so, you know, they got some things working, some some divine-type things working on their side. So I'm going to take the Bills in this. They better go out there and beat the Dolphins. Um, did Tua come back to life yet? What's his story? I mean, who knows? My man, Tua got multiple lives, man. Like, Yeah, he's one uh, of them cats no with idea. nine lives that's running out of them. But I'm gonna he tell died you what. On TV a couple times. I'm I'm picking the Bills this week, and I'm picking the Bills for the rest of the uh, playoffs because I, I I feel like we about to have a Disney story. Right, like it ain't gonna be good unless you know Disney can go ahead and write this movie. B. Austin, Bills or Dolphins? You no, know, Bills. Bills. All right. New York Giants my soul, my soul going had to, to come see back. the Minnesota Vikings. Might be a, a, a good matchup. Y'all got in this one, Giants or Vikings? Yo, Yo Vikings. Giants <laughs> rested all their starters last week and gave the Eagles a free pass to the number one seed, and they still struggle. What time is the game? <laughs> it's at four, 425, something like that. Y'all Giants. taking a Giants. It's, well, it's, it's gonna get dark. It's gonna, it's gonna start it's getting gonna get dark. dark. It get dark outside. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna be indoors though, so maybe the, the Vikings stadium crew could just brighten the lights a little more, make him think it's it's, it's, it's light outside. Put on. I'm sure they got a setting with their stadium lights that's, that's called daytime. I mean, with ball, they should throw them on even when they playing Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> So y'all going Giants on this? Yep. All right. I think the Giants have a really, really good chance of winning this, but I'm going to pick the Vikings on this one. Um, I don't think the clock going to strike midnight on them quite yet. I think if they had that Sunday night or that Monday night game, I might be thinking a little bit different. But um, even though, you know, 425 is pretty much dark in like the next 20 minutes. So we'll see. But I'm going to go with Kirk and the boys on this one. Um, 
The Baltimore Ravens going into Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Easy for me. I'll start. Bengals going to whoop that ass. What y'all got? <laughs> Yo, I think it's actually going to be a close game, but I got the Bengals. Yo, who's even starting at quarterback for the for the Ravens? A they black were, man. <laughs> they, I don't know. I'm about to say because they got three. Similar treats. Right. That's, uh, that's the thing. Y'all get y'all ever catch wind of like Eagles fans bragging about how many black quarterbacks they've had in the history of the game. And most of the time they'll just show like three of them. They'll show like uh Hertz, Vic, McNabb, of course Randall Cunningham. Then you got Rodney Pete, you got cats like that. Yo, the Ravens have three at the same time. So it's like Hold my beer, yeah. like F O H. Hold my beer. <laughs> like they, they got, Yo. they got, they got the man Lamar Jackson, and then they like, look, if Lamar Jackson get hurt, we need another Lamar Jackson. And I ain't talking Yo, about they got Lamar <laughs> Jackson. They got dudes that got similar skill sets to Lamar Jackson, so that's when you know the offense is built around this dude's skill sets because their backup <laughs> doesn't offer anything different. They got Lamar Jackson and they got Jamar Laxon on the same squad. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Jamar Laxon, and, <laughs> and, and Bull. <laughs> and Bull. And that, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Jamar Laxon, and Bull. And, the, and the Bull just like him. All right, um, but I, I'm going to go with the Bengals, though. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Ravens are going to be a tough out no matter what, but. I got the Bengals. My man Roquan just got paid. You don't think that's going to help? Yeah, I think that's going to help make him complacent. You're going to miss a couple times. <laughs> Thank you, Regan. It's going to help take his ass with him real cool. Like, all right, <laughs> right, cool. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you can be like, man, I'm I'm about to go to Bora Bora. Fuck you. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What y'all got? Bungles. Yo, Bengals, yo. Natty. Bungle. All right. All right. So, last game of the weekend on Monday Night Football. Of course, you know it was going to be this one. Um, you got the America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, who, Jerry's words, not mine, they still sucking on something all week from what the commandos <laughs> did to them. Jerry's words, not mine. He said we're going to have to suck on that all week. I don't know what kind of bet y'all made before the game. But he said we got to suck on that all week. So I don't know what kind of wagering they're doing. Um, but Yo. Jerry's boys are going to face Tom Terrific. Jerry's boys um, going, traveling with something in their mouth to go see Tom Terrific and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Terrific pretty much owns the Cowboys. Uh, something like yep, seven and up against say. the Cowboys. They don't lose to them. Yeah, he he don't lose to them. I'm going to run up in their mouth. Well, you got to wait till the commandos get theirs out because, you know, I don't know what the bet was about. But um, who y'all got, Buccaneers or Cowboys? <laughs> the booty Buccaneers. Tom, Tom, listen, man, Tom didn't get rid of his family for no reason, man. I'm going with Tom. <laughs> I know. That, that is true. Um, he, definitely, he definitely owns them. I think, you know, all good things come to an end. I got the Cowboys winning this one, but I pray and hope that Tom, you know, takes out his ownership stakes <laughs> one more time, 
throws them on the table and lets them know, you know, what it is. But I, I think, you know, Dallas was real embarrassed after last week. Um, B. Austin's boy Dak, he, he said that the whole interception thing with him right now was about to come to an end. I don't know if you can believe him if you're rooting for them or not. You know, I hope he's lying through his teeth. I hope he's wrong. But I think I, – I actually think – I think the Cowboys might go and destroy the Buccaneers right now. Y'all, y'all pointing that out. And that but is, I think they will. Is, if it, that it, happens, I think they'll shoot their whole load, balls, and they're not going <laughs> – you know, they're not going to be able to recreate the load. They, the following they're sucking year. on something. <laughs> well, they're not getting the, getting the load shot. <laughs> They, Jerry's words, not ours. You know, got to suck on that for the rest of the Yo, week. and 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 recall this. I want I want to point to this fact. We should we should have put that on the soundboard just so people know that's Jerry's Dak, words, not ours. We're not hating. Dak, Dak, and his boyfriend Ezekiel. Dak and Dakota and Ezekiel were down in Mexico running around throwing dildos at each other. Pretty much. That is Pretty that much. is also fact. <laughs> Pretty much. That's no. All right, so that's that's your NFL pick six. Those that's Super Wild Card Weekend. Those are our picks. We'll come back and see. I mean, that's like we said, they're just our picks. Like I would love to be wrong on you know at least one of them, especially that one. I would love to be wrong on that one. Um, but Jim, what happened this week while everybody was on the grind? Yes, sir. While you were on the Grizz Naive, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and go, yeah, and you will be taken care of. Shout out to Digital Extreme Technologies. <laughs> taken care of like the commandos for the week. I'm sorry. Not that. Not like that. Our people at Digital Extreme ain't taking care of you like that. No, 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 no. No, Jerry. You have a nice website. I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, the first thing, uh, Naomi Osaka announces that uh, she is with a child. You Naomi know what I'm saying? Um, um, I don't, you know, we all assume that it's Corday because that's her man, but, you no, know, it no. um, <laughs> could be a good gentleman. I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't trying to patriarchy, so. And former number one, thing we one know Naomi Osaka. Osaka. It probably won't be a Haitian. Yeah, and, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Hey, yo. Okay, uh. <laughs> She's going back with that side. Um, um, so, she, yeah, she announced she's pregnant, and she also indicated that she's going to miss the entire 2023 tennis season. Um, I think people wanted it real bad for her. They wanted the next story. They wanted the next, quote, unquote, minority tennis star story. I don't think this is going to end in a in a Serena type, you know, ending. I, yeah. I just don't. I'm not she saying that because she's pregnant. pregnant. But truth be told, Serena wouldn't have dared got pregnant at this age. You know, Serena probably had a couple of them things. Yeah, no, Serena, <laughs> Serena, <laughs> is, sure Serena is was a different breed, and that's no yeah. disrespect to this young Serena lady. Serena ain't want to be pregnant when she's she phenomenal. Yo, know, she's phenomenal in her own right, but I think that at times we forget that like, Serena was like, you know, cut from a, a, a different cloth. Serena wanted to play matches when she was like eight months pregnant, so, and then played like right yo, after she yeah. had the baby. She did, yo. She did want to play it like seven months, but low key, if she could do it all over again, all she'd do is erase it and be Meghan Markle. But y'all don't hear that from me. Come on, I'm going. Hey, yo, you're bad this evening, young. 
No patriarchy. Yo, the Cowboys got to suck on that, man. Jerry's words, not ours. <laughs> yo, man. Um, yo, on in other news, man, this kind of got swept into the rug a little bit, if you ask me. Um, Dana, White, Dana White. Dana White slapped his whiz up on New Year's Eve. Now, she was <laughs> putting hands on him. She, she, she tapped him up a couple What'd times. You do she, the, the difference in, she showed him the difference in strength. Like, he's like, right. all right, you got a couple off. Now, now, now eat this. Yo, I saw the video because they were in a club and you know, somebody was all up in their business, zoomed in and everything. So she cocked back and whopped him. And then he whopped her back. And then he whopped her again. So that's definitely, you know, even if you were going to have women take her free, like, well, she should have so put his hands on you're saying he, he had to whop her twice. Whopper? Yeah, he had to whop her twice. <laughs> but, yeah. He's but, yeah, he, he's been pretty much getting a pass. I know Jamel wrote an article kind of coming at um, Stephen A. Smith and Mo- Molly Karam uh, about how easy they took it on him when, when uh, you know, on his show, um, whatever that sh- – what's that show called? First Take. Um, they went yeah. very easy on him because they admittedly are friends of his. Um, somebody from ESPN, you know not really a known dude, but somebody tweeted that there was pretty much a mandate from the company not to speak Damn. too much or speak too harshly on it because they got that $1.5 billion deal with UFC. So Damn. he, he oh, gets wow. easy. Money talks and BS runs the marathon, uh, as they say in New Jack City. But the, 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 what's interesting is, man, I've just come to the conclusion, people like to like, get mad at Stephen A. But, I mean, he's shown at this point, if you cool with him, if you got, yo, if you got his back, he got your back. He got your you back. can pretty much go assassinate somebody if y'all if y'all friends. He gonna take care of you, right? Because you know they were saying, well, he said all this about Kyrie, but then Dana White, you know, do something way worse. He slap a woman and yeah. even Kyrie like, ain't his homie. My man, what she do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kyrie ain't his homie. <laughs> right, right, right. Dana returned his phone call. Yeah, like, you know, if Kyrie was his homie. Uh, funny Stephen A would have been about like, them Jews. I ain't the biggest Stephen A fan, but I got a biggest Stephen A fan. But I gotta respect that though. Like you know, he he he's, he's consistent. If you cool with him, he cool with you. you Man, I keep it real, but he anyway, keep it loyal. Yeah, how about that? Um, <laughs> former NFL one year wonder Peyton Hillis is hospitalized after saving his children from drowning. So, you know, a heroic story, but you know, also a little sad that uh, you know, he's 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 going through it right now, but. He was saving his right. teeth. I mean, you know. They said he's they they say he's now on the on the road to recovery. Um, he's been removed from his ventilator, um, that he's been on for seven days. Right? He had they they were afraid for his kidneys. Like they they were thinking like, you know, this is gonna have a crazy effect on his kidneys. So I can't even imagine like, cause they were they were in Pensacola, Florida, somewhere. But I'm like. For all of this to happen, this couldn't have been, like, just some swimming pool type accident. Like, where were they swimming where it turned into such a a harrowing event, and now he's hospitalized? Like, he was airlifted by helicopter after saving them. Like, it was a whole thing, man. I was like, damn, what the hell happened there? So there's not a lot of detailed accounts of what happened. They just keep saying he saved his his kids from a swimming accident. He was 
you know, airlifted to the hospital. He was on a ventilator. They were afraid for the, the future state of his kidneys. So, yeah, shout out to, to Peyton Hillis. Get better. Get well soon. If you guys don't yeah, remember Peyton Hillis, Peyton Hillis was probably the most – like if you look back at the history of Madden covers, he's gonna be the one where you say, "How the fuck he get on Madden?" Like his ball, <laughs> like his ball. But the Yo. year before he got on, he had two good years. Really, one no, he had one great year in Cleveland. Got on the cover because he was like killing that year, and you know he's also white, so that happens. Yeah. Do, um, do, do you want to? Do you want to really qualify that as great? He had 270 carries for 1,177 yards. Didn't he have a lot of receptions, too? Uh, he, was, he was killing it. He was killing it that year. He did something. Hold on. Maybe, maybe Hold on. not. I got you. But the next season, his hamstring started bothering him. He started getting a bunch of concussions. So he was pretty no, much you, a you're right, year, you're right, you're one right. year one. That same year, he had 61 receptions for 477 yards. Yeah, he was, he was so like that's... a fantasy football superstar that year. I don't think that one season was enough to get him on the cover. No. But you know why he did? Because that was those years where they were what? doing fan boats to get people on the cover. So you got a, a hatcher doing a little bit to the league. They're going to go out in droves and vote for the dude. So that that's what really got him on the cover. Probably Madden franchise probably his worst shit. He was supposed did. to be the next Mike Allstott, but then he wasn't. <laughs> but then he wasn't. Him, you know. him and Toby. But that's, that's the thing. He 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 tr- he ran people over like Allstott. The boy ran a four or five. That's you know that's pretty good for a hatchet. Um, he caught the ball out of the backfield, but you know if it weren't for that fan vote, he probably wouldn't have came nowhere close to the to the Madden cover though. But if, I mean, if you go back though and you look at the Madden covers, they, you know some of them are a little suspect anyway. I mean, they had Dante Culpepper on the Madden cover. They had Donovan McNeil. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. What else happened? There? <laughs> hey yo, <laughs> you about to set me off and off, yo. You about to set, you about to, you about to set him off, man. Yeah, yeah you remember Jared Jeffries? You remember set him Jared Jeffries, the Bulls? Set him off, Nick. Yo, Jared Jeffries. You remember Jared Jeffries? Yeah. He was all right in Indiana, but he irked me as an NBA player. He yo. Um, yo. yo. Why did you bring how'd you bring that up? Yeah. He knew I was going to on him. He used to be here in Washington. I, real. Yo, like, we used to see Boy out in Washington, the work. and I had a problem with him. Just because of the way he played. Shout out to Jared Jeffries, though. He just passed. He just want to – car. He was on a Price is Right and he won a car. I saw the footage and he was hyped too. And he was bigger than the car. Like it wasn't even a big car. <laughs> so he, I don't know if he, I don't know Yo, if he was just so hyped because he was a Price is Right fan all his life or too. something. I don't know if he was a big fan of the show. I don't know if he was hyped because he may maybe given it to somebody or I don't know if he was hyped because Jared Jeffries is, you know, he might be at a point where he's living Commensurate with where his game was in the NBA, um, it might not be doing too well. But he was hyped. So look saying, at that, so look at that video. Y'all find it. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he was acting like it. Yeah, he he was acting like he won something more than like a little Corolla or something that he won. But <laughs> what was super hyped? Sleeping that joint. Yo, I, I, if I remember to... though, I thought he had 
was making a bunch of chicken overseas. I'm about, overseas, to, make, I'm about but, to make Dev real. I'm about to make Dev real. I think he was making a bunch of chicken in the league. Yo, how nice much guy. money do you yeah. think Jared Jeffries made in 11 years? I'm going to go ahead and just say Pocket $100 million. I'm going to say $100 million. No. No, not that. No, he made forty. All right, I was, I was forty. Okay, uh, I was tripping. The Knicks, the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks paid him ten. That's too much. In one season. In one season. Yo, I mean, he was one of those dudes where, like, six ten. He was supposed to be one of those new he was age ben, dudes he was that ben could dribble without the talent. But he, that's what I'm saying. He was no. supposed to be though. How far has he Ben fallen when you're comparing him to Jared Jeffries? I know you. You're killing him now. Because if you look at Jared Jeffries, they, was, they, they, they were impressed because he could dribble the ball, but he still was like one of them stiff body tall dudes. Like, so it didn't really look right when he dribbled the ball. Even, even, KG to, yeah. even KG to a certain extent, even though KG could dribble and shoot gays, he was still kind of stiff with it. These dudes now just <laughs> look like little guards. Like Ben Simmons looks she- like a little guard when he – Dribbles and runs up the court. Call the boy SBTD, a stiff body tall dude. <laughs> yo, who's on an all stiff body tall dude team, yo? Who's the top five <laughs> stiff body tall dudes in all time? Yo, Jared Jeffries. Yo, Jared. Yo, Jared um, Jeffries and Jared Jeffries and George Paul are the same height, but they are not. They do not play the same sport. They're not the same. Paul, <laughs> Paul George's <laughs> handle looks so good, Paul, that I be thinking he's like six four. Six yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Ain't no stiff body tall Anyway, man. <laughs> yeah. We got, I, I, I got to remember that. I got to come up with a list of the stiff body tall dudes. Yeah, we got to come up with a list of the I mean, because the, the dudes who, like, they were impressed tall. at that time. Like, oh, he can dribble the ball. He can do this and do that. But it's nothing like it is in 2022. These dudes are different. <laughs> These dudes are different. I'm trying to think of at least one more. But it's difficult right now. I, renew- I mean, I, KG was a stiff body tall dude who could dribble, shoot. But I mean, he the goat. Oh, he the goat stiff body he, tall yeah, dude. He, yeah, he's definitely the goat. He's Ooh. definitely the goat. I Fuck him off, nigga. Fuck him off. Yeah, KG. Trash ass nigga. Hell no. Trash ass nigga. Yeah, That's what KG going to say when, when he hear us comparing him to uh to Jared Jeffries. Oh, no. <laughs> KG got an attitude problem, man. Yo, KG is oh, hilarious, cuz. Is that everything that happened while he was on the ground? That's everything? Yeah, man, that's everything, man. Yo, tell us right. what happened this day before history, man, so we can get out I'm of gonna here, I'm going to do man. that. We're going to give it. Tobias, yeah, I mean, two minutes to rant about why Alabama should have been in the national championship instead of TCU. Yeah, we got to smack some mouth, yo. We got Tobias on the line. What hey. up, Tobias? Roll down time. Hoops. Alabama basketball team, another big win last night. And B. House's favorite state, Arkansas. Damn, that on Tobias. Nah, he good. He there. I'm into Hey, myself. can you hear me now? Yeah, only thing I like about Arkansas is Joe Johnson come from there. That's about it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, man, yeah, the hoops team's pretty good this year, man. And, uh, but I like to see the pro- with the college football playoff, right? TCU should have been fourth. The problem is, I don't know if Fred covered this, but the selection committee is supposed to say the four best teams, but they just picked the four most deserving, meaning you have a good story. 
and TCU, they didn't win their conference, and they didn't even drop a spot. It should have been Georgia versus TCU to get that out of the way. Then you had them play the winner of Ohio State-Michigan, where Georgia would have won anyway, but it would have been better TV, you know. Yeah, uh, because TCU now, they got whooped so bad, all them black players got they black women again. Now, them white girls are bounced on them. Uh, you know, but but it, it just shows what happens is the talent disparity because I said at the beginning, to beat Georgia, you got to have an NFL-level quarterback who can make NFL-level throws. C.J. Stroud did it in a losing effort a couple weeks ago. Bryce Young went one-on-one against them last year. Beat a little engine that could quarterback who's a gamer against that type of defense. It ain't going to happen. And, and I'm just wondering who's going to draft Stetson Bennett. Cause they first, thing, they first thing they said about a quarterback is he's a winner. And, it, and this is where the quarterback gets all the credit. They say he's the greatest Georgia player ever. The dude not even the best player on his team. That guy going top five overall, Jalen Carter. Hell, Herschel, hey, I know Herschel Walker is back crap crazy, but he's the best player in Georgia history, you know? Fred but, said yeah, he'll get drafted, kind of, but he'll, that, be, that a, kind of he'll be like a, a career backup. And that's okay. And you know what? You can still earn a good living. Look at Chase Daniel. I think Chase Daniel gets <laughs> mad when he has to play. Yeah, because he got to go out there and prove something. Yo, Jimmy, why the Sixers got Tim Perry ringing the bell tonight? Come on, cuz. Hey, I tell you what. Your Nobody boy, Nathan from that Peter- Charles Barkley pay, uh, trade should ever ring the bell. <laughs> Not well, even what's a- his name, Nathan? Nathan Peterman still getting checks out there. So, of course, that's a better to play in the league. You know, as a backup. But, Peterman probably didn't uh, matter because he had to go out Peterman. there and prove it and embarrass himself. Yeah. Shout out to the Peterman, yo. Yeah, that, that shows if you're a white, below-average quarterback or terrible, you still get a job. Uh, but anyway. Yo, uh, Tobias, 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 Chase Daniel has made the same amount of money as Jared Jeffries. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and he yeah. don't even play that sport where they're giving out them silly contracts. Yeah, and y'all, and y'all talk about like the NBA how these players are now. One other thing is the big man can't even sit in the paint no more. The paint is wide ass open, kind of like Moses part in the Red Sea. Yeah, and Yo, that, got the defensive Yo, three second uh, violations. You also have offenses running. You know, everybody's running like a spread offense, so everybody's. Camped around it's spread out. It's much easier to score right now. Add on to the fact that these dudes are so I tried to explain, like, it's a lot of to, I tried to explain that to your cousin, your cousin Fred, because your cousin yeah. Fred is trying to get his knowledge up about basketball, and he has the, the the nerve to debate one of the three guys on this show. I'm like, dude, if there's no one in the paint, then how's it hard for a six six professional athlete to score a layup? Come on, man. Because, think, like, when Donovan Mitchell went off on the Bulls, people forget Donovan Mitchell is 6-1, <laughs> you know, getting that hole, hitting those jumpers. But what happens is you got the skill, and that's just every sport when the next generation takes something from the last generation yeah. and before yeah. and before. And, uh, but it also coincides with, like, you can't even breathe on a cat. So you got someone with a wide-open paint, Trying to stick John Morant one on one. 
What the hell are you going to think going to happen? Can y'all imagine the kind of skill sets these cyborgs going to have in 10 years from now? With no defense in the paint. He can't, like, he can't even defend here, them. Like, I'm witness to it. Like, these kids got personal trainers at, like, six years old. Like, <laughs> and one thing, I saw Isaiah Thomas, the only Isaiah Thomas I acknowledged, uh, he said, yeah, y'all said the best, like, the best era offense ever. You guys said some of the worst defense ever, too, <laughs> you know. But but you can't play defense. And Luca and Joker said it's easier because of the rules. And I'll always go back to the last Olympic team. Look at how the game was played, like the defensive play, because you guys have somebody in the paint. You could be a little bit more physical. I'm not saying you laying anybody out, but at least you could breathe on the cat. And I just, I just think that with the heightened skill, and just and like now 20 points is kind of like a wide receiver getting 1,000 yards today. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I, I just think that some, it's because I think it's also the pace of the game, too. Because you remember, like, when Wilt was getting 30, 40 rebounds a game, the pace was super crazy. They were just breaking a lot of shots back then. But, uh, you know, but you ha- but in the, like y'all saying, the switching, I will always, because I will always cook the one Clipper fan I know that the Kawhi Leonard let Reggie Jackson switch on Luka real easy. These guys, <laughs> those switches be easy, man. Like you're right, Dev. They don't. It's they like, don't even right. touch each other no more, yo. They just yeah sit there with the appearance of setting the screen, and instead of just running around or running through it, they just go ahead. You got it. Hey, switching. The, the 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 one that killed me. Y'all remember LeBron had that 50 point game against the Warriors, a game where Gr Smith messed up. I can't mm-hmm. yell on the TV. Can y'all stop letting David West get switched on LeBron James? <laughs> you know? We can. Our coach says switch everything. And then, like, like, why is there nobody out there that's defiant? Like, yo, I'm not doing that. Like, because I guess because there's nobody out there that pride themselves in playing defense like that. Because I guess there's a few guys that I see sometimes. Like, we want you hey. on the best man at all times. So, but it, yeah, it's crazy, man. Because I ain't going to lie, though, whenever I watch Luca play the Suns, I be feeling sorry for your old campaign because Luca do like four switches till you get campaign on them. That's a torture chamber. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> NBA is hilarious. How you going to call for like three switches on – I mean, for like three screens on one yo, play? He ain't, so yo, he is definitely not lying about that because I, I watched the game and seen him do it multiple times. Like, it's almost comical. <laughs> you be like, you be like, screen. No, no, screen again. You, you screen. Oh, oh he's trying you. to run from the plate. Now you screen. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just come out there and guard the man so you get cooked to peace, get over with. But like the NFL playoffs, I think the Bucks are beating Dallas. That, you know, and, uh, so. Because I'm telling you, Tom Brady did that. Hey, Tom Brady did that Indiana Jones with Tipper Dude sacrifice for a rip somebody's heart out. It's saying on fire. Because, uh, yeah, that he probably Prescott, went back and visited Satan this week for one last Yeah, run. his baby mama. Not y'all going like, to be under 500. Y'all going to be under 500 hoisting another Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> Tell you. You know, it's crazy, though. Like that stat. ain't right. That Prescott led the league in picks besides despite missing five games. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be, be awesome. tried to tell us. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Jones tried to tell him. <laughs> he tried, to explain, tried to explain to y'all that he is ass. 
Yeah. Exactly. I still don't I still don't agree with his, being his OC, and, and, yeah. um, I don't think he's bad. His O C don't help him though, yo. His O C does no. not help him at all. I, I to this day, I, I I've been saying it all season. You can go back and check the tape. I don't understand. What does OC got to do with how the staring receivers now? I tell you why. Dog. Jimmy got a good idea. I tell you why. There's a difference between calling plays and running an offense. Because what happens is he's he's a play caller. He doesn't run an offense. Yeah. And there's a big – Shanahan runs an offense where Jimmy G is losing money by the day because all he ever said was, well, I win games. Well, Brock Purdy's winning games right now. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, – Yeah, Dallas O.C., he don't play situational football. He just calling what he won that. This is one of my favorite dog, plays. They, yo, they be, they, be, they be killing teams getting five yards to carry, six yards to carry, and then he throw the ball 17 straight times. Same shit the Eagles be doing. <laughs> <laughs> you got two Eagles, good the Eagles don't even run the ball until like two minutes before halftime. Most games. And you, and like our first carry years. be coming in late in the second quarter. <laughs> they like these offensive-minded coaches. That's why I hate when people say, "Oh, your head coach should be an offensive-minded coach." Well, Mike Vrabel did a hell of a job in Tennessee with no quarterback. Uh, Mike Tomlin has another non-losing season. But we got offensive-minded coaches flaming out left and right because they're nice to the quarterback. You need someone to lead the whole no, damn offense team. Offense no, no longer means running the ball. It really don't. Yeah. Shanahan runs the hell out the ball. Guess what? They're winning. <laughs> you know? It's okay to run the ball. But they, yeah, but, people think it's they so be, dinosaurish to, to hand the ball off. I don't get it. But you, still but you know what it helps with? Offense. It helps being physical. It helps your offensive line be physical. Because if all you're doing is passing, your offensive line is in trouble because defenders just going to tee off on these people. And it protects your quarterback. And also, what people don't realize by defense, the best defense is playing last defense. Yeah, you know, SGA so, cooking the sixes in the first quarter. Oh, by the way, so, so that means SGA about to sit out the rest of the year with a hangnail, right? Uh, they win. They about to shut if, him down. If uh, they win, they're going <laughs> to shut him down. He's going to get his. He's hey, one so, of the people averaging over 30. <laughs> He, he, you know, you know what the crazy part is about him. What, like, you know, I know it's revisionist history, but imagine if they kept him and Kawhi, and they still had those picks. Would they be in the dip? They be in the same spot. But I understood why they did it. I don't know. SGA is still going to be in that situation where, when they do get good, like we know now. Okay, he can score. He got game. But how is he going to be on a good team? You know what I'm saying? Because we've never seen him on one. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's, and see, sometimes, like, man, you know what I mean? That's why I hate, like, when people kill the Lakers for saying, oh, they gave up all those young players for LeBron. But those guys actually made out because they got the chance to grow and flourish the game. The thing was that they were so stupid and arrogant that they didn't protect the picks. Even though a- all those picks, even though AD said, I'm only going here. So even if you didn't make the trade, he's coming next year anyway. Because people don't, because y'all know this. Yeah. Yeah. You can say, well, we, well, we got Le, well, we got LeBron and AD, but LeBron's older. Even at then, he was older. AD had injury issues. Hell, you could work out and tear your knee up, and you're out for the year, and you still protect yourself. You know, and, um, and AD can yeah. walk into Chipotle and tear his knee up. <laughs> you ain't lying. AD can see his baby mama and tear his knee up, but uh, <laughs> you know, but. But, you know, but you kind of get what I'm saying. I just think, like, I mean, I can see my baby mama and tear my knees up, too, but. Hey, <laughs> if I had a baby mama, she'd probably, she'd probably cut the brake line of my car. But, uh, <laughs> but, 
Damn. But, you know, but, but like, even the Bulls, right, when they traded for Vucevic, I didn't hate the trade. My thing was, why you made it a top four protected? Why not a top ten a lottery? Just in case you made something because you're the Bulls who've been rebuilding since 98, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, but I don't know. But I, I just think, like Jimmy always says, some of these teams don't know what the hell they be doing, and they still be sitting in the lottery every damn year on that show with a four-leaf clover or a rabbit slip. <laughs> All right, man. You know the show. You know we leaving early. You know we load managing. Yeah. Huh. Get out hey. of here. <laughs> hey, you fellas, take it easy, man. And remember, man, stay off the milk yacht, fellas. Take it easy. All right. Real good. Ah. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> just stay off the milk yacht. All right, so uh, this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Um, and real quick, uh, Scott, you said he wanted to know your opinion on Derek Carr posting a farewell to Raider Nation. He said, how does punk-ass McDaniel get to keep his job at 6'11 with Devontae Adams? Um, is that Did that need to be answered? One, or is that one of them filmatic, why ask why when you know why? Why ask questions? why when you know why? And do y'all think I, – I got yeah. a feeling Derek Carr might end up commando. <laughs> That's just a feeling mm, I have. Really? I think he might end up as a commando. Yeah. yeah. I can see it. What makes you say that? Yo, they, they're, um, they're yeah, they're, they're done with Carson. They played their third-string quarterback last week. Um, they're going to they're run him out of town. Derek Carr is going to be the most attractive quarterback available. Um, so they're going to they're take another swing. I think so. Don't be surprised if we start hearing some buzz about that. But yeah, I, they 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 done with ball. They done with ball. He he ass now, man. <laughs> he, he is he is ass. And the crazy part about that is, you know how fans do. Like if they say somebody was good before they were good, if they say somebody was ass just because they really didn't like them and they weren't ass yet, this is when they get the gloat. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, like Eagles fans right now. There's a lot of Eagles fans. Um, told you that Jalen Hurts, blah, 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 blah. I know. I keep telling people two things can be true. He could be he was ass last year, and he's good this year. Carson Wentz, when certain people were trying to run him out of town before, you know, when it was premature, he wasn't ass yet. He ass now. So now everything they saying, they, you know, they feel that it was justified. But um, yeah, Skyview, you know, McDaniel, McDaniel is kind of like a, a golden child in in the NFL for some reason, because even when he loses jobs, he keeps getting them. So I don't know. I guess they're gonna. They feel like they're gonna stick it out. Well, man. I can't really. What did they say? On the, what was the word on the street? The word on the street was. That um they wasn't gonna pay they wasn't gonna let him go and pay they was like basically it was a money thing. Who um, Derek Carr or Josh? Oh, you talking about the coach? Josh, Josh. Oh, they yeah. didn't want to fire him and still had to pay. <laughs> yep, they said basically there was a that he gonna be there because because uh, of money situations. And they stuck with him. Like, we ain't doing that. And some teams out here paying coaches from like twelve years ago. All right, but this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book, man. Y'all know what it is. If you're tired of reading the same old sports stuff, the same stuff you watch on TV every week, and, you know, all of this stuff that people act like facts, it's really not facts. Make sure you get your copy of Sports 
Smart People Only Read the Sports, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you get your copy. You can do that at warroomsports.com, sportsthebook.com, amazon.com. Just go to one of them .coms, get you a book. All right. This date in sports history, January 12, 1995. This was the day that murder trial against O.J. Simpson began in L.A., <laughs> one of the most interesting uh, court trials of my lifetime. Um, you know me, I'm still, anything come out about the whole O.J. situation. Man, you already I'm, know. <laughs> Biggie Pop, O.J., we there. <laughs> Yo, that whole, that, that Cuba Gooden series. Yo, that was a good ass series. Yo, anything, anything come about, come out about OJ? We definitely there, but yeah, this OJ, was the man. day that OJ, the trial started. Biggie Pop, we pulling up. Yep, we definitely pulling up. All right, so we like to give this with the moment, this historical moment in sports and life history, uh, a war room salute. So y'all ready to get up out of chair? Let's get up out of chair, man. No doubt. Yes, Love sir. Y'all. It's time to bounce out, man. Listen, shout out to everybody that supports everything we do, man. You know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of you guys have been supporting us for for years and years, and we want to say thank you. You know what I mean? We never take that for granted. So shout out to all the brothers and sisters, man. Tune in next week live right here on Demand. We catch you up in the most important sports, entertainment, and life stories of the week. So until then, enjoy your week, your weekend. And, you know, we'll see you next week. Please, please do us a favor and stay safe out here. Catch everything we do at the hub of WolverineSports.com. That includes all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts. Everything can be found at the hub, including my book, Sports the Book, can be found at the hub of WarRoomSports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Till's Naive.
achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint, and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you just do. These three things: pay your taxes, <laughs> mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.